0: Welcome to episode 122 of McChesney Unchained. We're down here at DNBR at the Barnes Studio off of Colfax. This place kicks ass, man, so make sure you get down here and support when uh, Denver takes on Seattle Seahawks this weekend on the road up in Seattle. So come down here and uh, join the watch party Saturday night, 7 p.m. Get down here and support. Uh, like I said, this is episode 122 McChesney Unchained, and I am super excited today to have the Smiling Assassin and now a uh, Hall of Famer, a Ring of Famer, an all-around great guy, and the uh, the best safety in the history of football, in my personal opinion. Mr. Steve Atwater is going to be joining us here on the show a little bit later, uh, so I am super pumped up about that. Can't wait to get Steve on and talk about you know the the great memories I had as a kid watching him, his great memories as a player there in Denver with those great teams, and uh, what you know what it was like to be at the Hall of Fame and get up there and and being essentially in the same classes as, as Peyton Manning and John Lynch and so many other great players and so we'll talk to Steve about all that as we go um to, you know today's show is going to be as good as the others but it's just it's rare to have you know a Hall of Famer like Steve on, uh, Atwater on the show so I really cannot wait to uh to get there, but still, we've got some other things uh, that we need to cross off the list here on episode 122. McChesney Unchained, a chance, so let's get into that. Um, you know, our good friends at DraftKings, you know, always do a great job supporting the show. And uh, I hit a six-leg parlay the other day. I picked the under on all the uh, the preseason games on six of them and bet a hundred bucks and hit for about six six thousand or something like that. So that was pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to another year of uh, you know banging out some uh, some bucks there sports bet sports betting through DraftKings uh for uh another great 2021 season last year i cleaned up so this year uh i don't know maybe we can get a down payment on a mansion or a ferrari or something that'd be pretty cool (laughs) but look man if you bet 100 and you win six g's just betting the under on six preseason games things are good uh so you know thank you to our friends at DraftKings for all they do obviously um tim tebow's cut by jacksonville today you know i i I watched the Jacksonville game. I watched the highlights of him trying to block. It was comical. Um, You know, I'm not going to rag on the guy. He's, his career's over. He's 34. He's got to accept that fact. Um, He tried to do this. It didn't work. It was a failed experiment. So, you know, best of luck to Tim Tebow. He's done a lot with his career, obviously. He's one of the best college football players ever. And it's amazing to me that he saw what everybody else seemed to have seen us too late if he would have done this move back in the day maybe you know after his time in denver or like if he would have found a way to move to h-back fullback tight end special teams guy when he was with peyton manning and our short yard wildcat guy then you know he he would have had a home and would have been beloved but he decided to play quarterback and that was the end of his career essentially so best of luck tim tebow and uh you know the show goes on down there in Jacksonville, as they say. So last week in the preseason, it was, you know, there's some good football. I'm glad it's back. The young gunslingers around the NFL really look good from Trey Lance to Fields to, you know, Drew Locke looked great. We're going to talk about that with Steve when he comes on the show and talk about the Broncos and their victory in Minnesota. Um, the young quarterbacks in the NFL, man, they are damn good. There's some real, real, real deep talent in the league right now. You know, my, my Jets and Zach Wilson look pretty good and Trevor Lawrence look pretty good. So I'm really excited about the future of this league. Honestly, I think that there's uh, incredible upside all over the NFL in regards to the, the young talent at the quarterback position uh, and mainly all over the field. Some of the best players in the league are all under 30. So you know, it was good to see football back last week and, and there were tons of fans at the games, even for preseason games. So people appreciate the fact that you know stadiums are open regardless of what's going on with covid or not wherever you fit on the vaccine question or what or or whatever you know it's good to be back in public regardless of what the circumstance is you know you're you're never going to be able to uh get rid of all the risk especially when there's a pandemic but you can't just sit around and wait anymore either so I'm glad things are back to normal ish and uh, I mean if I have to wear a mask to go to a football game at least I get to go so I don't know if I could be more excited for the season to start, to be completely honest with you. Like I said, this is episode 122 of Chesney Unchained. Uh, the great Steve Atwater is going to be joining us here on the show as we talk about the Broncos and their season and Steve's career and so on, so on and so forth. Um, look, man, there's there's this misconception in the National Football League that you have to have a quarterback to, to win. And maybe it's not a misconception. Maybe it's just misconstrued that you can't do it with subpar quarterback play. And I'm not saying you can't win, but you don't have to have an absolute bona fide superstar at the quarterback position to win football games. You can be conservative like, like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was on in the game against Minnesota, seven for eight. You can take shots like Drew Locke did. Uh, again, it was against the twos and threes in Minnesota. We'll talk to Steve about how he feels about like that. But I think that if we just don't turn the ball over in Denver, regardless of where you are, you know, it, with, and in Baltimore when they won with Trent Dofer, it's because he didn't turn the ball over. In Tampa when they won with Brad Johnson, it's because they didn't turn the ball over. In Denver when they won with Peyton Manning when he was at the end of his career, it's because they didn't turn the ball over. And then the Super Bowl, Carolina turned the ball over, Denver didn't, and that was a wrap. So I'm saying that, you don't i don't need superstar 50 touchdowns and mvp numbers it just to get denver in a position to win football games it's not realistic so we're going to talk to steve atwater about this when we get into the show here on episode 122 mcchesney unchained and, and get his opinion on are we looking for consistent quarterback play in denver this year or are we looking for superstar quarterback play in denver this year so I'm very eager to uh, to talk to him about all that as we go. So, like I said, the great Steve Atwater joins us here. Episode 122, McChesney Unchained at DNVR. here on episode 122, McChesney Unchained uh, at DNVR. We're down here at the studio off of Colfax. This place kicks ass. Make sure you come down here on Saturday and watch the Broncos. And speaking of Broncos, uh, it is my honor and pleasure to bring on uh, – the, the best safety in, in the history of football, in my opinion, a guy who, <laughs> uh, who I grew up watching here in Denver being a Colorado kid and, and really set the tone for how I thought, you know, defensive football was supposed to be played. And uh, we worked together over at Orange and Blue back in the day. Uh, yep. uh, and, uh, and and now, you know, Steve was just inducted into the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, it, I mean, I'm so excited and honored to have uh, Broncos legend and NFL Hall of Famer. Steve Atwater on the show here uh, at McChesney Unchained. And have you gotten used to that yet, Steve? Have, have people saying NFL Hall of Famer, Steve Atwater.
1: You know what? Uh before I got the gold jacket, uh, I didn't really feel it. You know what I mean? I mean, I knew I was in, but you know, having not gone through the ceremony and giving the speech and all that, I still had a lot of items that needed to be checked off before I felt like a legit Hall of Famer, but after uh last weekend man it was it was a wonderful weekend uh you know I, I feel like feel like one of the guys now
0: and and look i i thought it it took too long to get you in the hall obviously but you're there and uh you yep. were in a class with you know because of covid and not being able to to go in last year uh because of all the shutdowns i i thought it was pretty unique and kind of cool i know it was a long time waiting for you but pretty cool that you go in with with Lynch and Peyton and you know, yeah. it's it was your your speech was uh, was special in my opinion because you focused so much on your teammates and just the importance of team and how much they meant to you and yeah. you know, naming all your guys. Just just talk about that a little bit and just how special that moment was up there and looking out at the crowd and the Bronco country out there supporting you. Yeah,
1: that's real. And um, you know, when I was when my wife and I are in uh, our speech. Person, when they, we were crafting the speech, that's kind of the effect that we wanted. We wanted to, you know, make others who had an impact on my life, you know, know and feel like they're important and this is their time. You know, I, I get pulled up all the time. You know, I, I don't need any more pull up, You know, so uh, I, I just wanted to spend that time really kind of spotlighting, you know, uh, you know, shining the spotlight on people who played a, a big impact in my life and you know those who helped me get to, to where I am. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm truly grateful to all those people and more. I couldn't name everybody, but um, you know, so many people have had an impact. Many don't even know that they had an impact on me, but um, you know, they do. And uh, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that.
0: Steve, uh, you know, being a hall of famer is something that so few, uh, you know, get the opportunity to do. You have not only do you have to stay healthy and play for a long time and have longevity, but true greatness. And changing the game, I always love when I hear, can you write the story of the NFL without putting this man in it? And, uh, you know, now that you are in the Hall of Fame, your bust is there, you're, you're donning the jacket. Um, just talk about, it. in my in my personal opinion, your impact on the safety position is, it, it's not really something you can quantify. Because before, before, watching you and Dennis Smith and then you and Tyron Braxton play, Especially you, when you were with forty nine, just not only the ferocity, but the sideline to sideline play, and just the way that you two were so downhill in a hurry and, and eager to fill that hole, you know, like the Okoye hit. But it, Dennis was a hitter as well. I see that some with with the the safeties in the NFL now. The contact has kind of been legislated out from a from a yeah. you know de cleat standpoint. But <laughs> just uh, just talk about your. Thought process on how you and and, and guys like Dennis and, and other big hitters back there in the at the safety position changed and revolutionized that part of the
1: game. Yeah, well, I mean, when I got into the game, there were already players like Dennis Smith, Ronnie Lott, you know, Jack Tatum. He, you know, he was done when I started playing. Um, you know, Kenny Easley. Uh, you know, so many guys that uh, you know I really enjoy watching. Him play. That uh, you know helped influence how I played the game. Uh, you know, one of the things that I love was watching a football game, and then you know the speed be going at one speed, the pace be going at one pace, and then a guy just flies into the screen and bam! Making it like, whoa, yeah. man, what what was that? And <laughs> I, I enjoy watching that, and I wanted to mimic that. And uh, so, man, after the games, I go home and I watch and see how did I do it? Like, oh, I gotta go faster. I gotta I gotta bring it harder. Um, so, uh, yeah, that that era, unfortunately, no longer is. Well, I'll say, fortunately, unfortunately, and unfortunately, fortunately, because you know I think the game is a bit safer with without the you know without it being as physical as physical at, at points in the game, but just you don't have as many interactions like that where it's just you know crazy physicality. Um, it's safer, I think, for guys. And I think guys will be better off when they're done playing. Plus, you don't want to hurt your team now because a lot of those, a lot of tackles from back then, they'll be probably be penalized now for <laughs> either hitting a guy who you may be 200 pounds hitting a guy that's 250. And just because you hit him when he's uh, catching the ball and separate him from the ball, they'll throw a penalty because he's a defenseless receiver like i don't i don't get that you know uh yeah th- our job is to keep him from catching this ball but i get penalized for doing that uh, i mean but- they
0: would have fined your ass straight out of the nfl <laughs> <laughs> i You're don't like, know okay, man i'd are taking twenty sevens check i mean I would've you would adapt- have you would have adapted like yeah. everybody else but it definitely wouldn't have been as fun um yeah. so so getting getting back to a young steve atwater who did you who did you try and mimic when you were uh, you know a into your high school career. You played at Arkansas, and, and, you know, the the legacy you left there. But who did you really look up to, even when you were in the league? Because I know you're a fan of the game on top of being one of the all-time greats.
1: Well, when I came into the league, um, you know, I, I I was a huge Ronnie Lott fan. I still am a huge Ronnie Lott fan. And just so happens that the year that I get drafted, the year that I got drafted, I went to the NBA All-Star game. I think it was in Houston that year. And I was walking – around you know at the base of the court walking around and I looked up in the stands and I saw Ronnie Lott and I was like and I was with my my wife who at least she was, she was my girlfriend back then yeah she's my girlfriend uh and I I stopped I was like wait a minute that's, that's Ronnie Lott and she knows that I love Ronnie Lott and she's like go say something to him so I walked up to him and I said hello Mr. Lott I'm Steve Atwater I love your game something like that and he told me to sit down and we talked, He we talked we talk for about 10 minutes, man. Awesome. And uh, that was like the coolest thing ever. You know, it really, you know, warmed my heart and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, opened up the door for relationships like that. And then when I got to Denver, Dennis Smith, he was here and I'm like, how did I not know about Dennis? <laughs> he's he's uh, just, just uh, an amazing player. And to be able to see him play up close you know, a lot of times people can tell you how to do stuff, but when a person can show you, it, it just has that much more of an impact. And that's, that, so that's the way different. it was for me with Dennis. Uh, you know, he could he could show me. He could tell me and then show me exactly how to do it. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I did it as, as well as he did. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say boo-hoo on that. But, man, if you, my teammates and guys who we played against, ask them, uh, oh, Dennis yeah. Smith. Was an uh, absolute beast. You better so look at those guys. 49. They influenced my game quite a bit.
0: And then you know Ronnie Lott, Dennis Smith, the, you know the, yourself, uh, guys like Cam Chancellor, and now we go full circle to the current Broncos um, with Kareem Jackson. And you know last week on my my show, the turning point we do here in at DNVR where we just break down clips, we were talking about Kareem's hit last year uh, in the in the Charger game that kind of set the tone for that that contest. Oh. When they brought him back this year on that one-year deal, I thought it was the smartest thing they could possibly do because the the secondary is so young. Um, talk about guys, a guy like Kareem Jackson, how much you like watching 22 play here in Denver because, man, he is. Other than like a guy like TJ Ward and Darian Stewart was a hitter too. Darian Stewart laid the wood. Um, John Lynch, just the the legacy of that, that safety that will tattoo you Uh, continues with kareem jackson so i I wanted to get your thoughts on 22 here
1: oh 22 i I love 22 um and he's not a big guy but you don't have to be big remember chuck Cecil? he wasn't a very big guy either but he brought the wood every single time and that's how kareem jackson is uh he takes great care of his body so he, he he's available a majority of the time uh and so uh, he and Justin Simmons, man, I think the best, best two safety, the best safety tandem in the league. I agree. Uh, just with the physicality, the ball hawk skills, uh, you know, and Kareem uh, played cornerback, so he can get in that slot. He can cover receivers as well. Uh, so you know, just having diverse guys who you know have their, their skills are so so vast. Uh, and, and Justin, you know, although he's not known as a physical safety uh i love how he's upped his game in that area too he's he's you know tackling guys in the backfield, you know stopping guys for you know one yard loss and that's that's what you need you got to have that in in clutch situations uh when when teams try to pound the ball on you and uh he he stepped up to the plate in that regard and so these those two safeties uh, uh kareem jackson and justin together man it's a great great duo
0: Broncos ring of famer and hall of famer Steve Atwater joining us here on McChesney Unchained here at DNVR. Uh, Steve, speaking of the the Bronco defense right now, I know you're out at, at practice watching every day. I love the Pat Sertain pick. I absolutely loved <sighs> it. Even though so many people were angry, they didn't take Justin Fields. Fields is probably going to be a stud. He looked really good in his opener, but Pat Sertain is a generational corner in my opinion I agree watching watching the the practices and how these guys are flying around how it translated with had that pick six how fluid he was out of his hips and just pop and gone how good can this defense be especially in the secondary I mean they're going to get after people up front I know that but this secondary you're talking about I know Bryce Callahan's been hurt but when he's on the field you're not going to find a better nickel corner he grades out high and makes plays Kyle Fuller yeah. that's an unbelievably good signing Darby's a great signing Justin Simmons giving him his money. That's a great deal. Getting Kareem Jackson back's a great deal. And then they throw the, the cherry on top by just, oh, and by the way, we drafted yeah, Patrick Bradley Jr. Bradley. Yeah, and we got Von yeah. Miller back, and we got Bradley Chubb and Shelby <laughs> Harrison. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the defense like, damn, man, th- these these boys are going to real, 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 real good. Real good. So g- give me your opinion on that, the secondary to the front.
1: Well, I tell you, man, I'm glad you feel the same way. I, I feel the same way. And most of the people I talked to, who knows the talent that we have on the defense side, I, offense too. But we're just talking defense right now. Uh, we have the potential to really surprise a lot of people. Now it's going to take having this year what didn't happen last year, and that's guys staying healthy. Uh, you know, last year the the, the injuries decimated us. Uh, but this year, if we can get everyone healthy, come on, man. I mean, yeah, like you said, to throw passer Tan in there with. Uh, Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan, Michael OJ Moody. Uh, I didn't even bring uh, him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but but hey, be honest, <laughs> it's hey, it's not enough rule for everybody. Well, you know, not not every and there, there's my
0: next question here as we talk about the defense. And and obviously we'll talk about the quarterback pencil next year in a second, but we're talking about the real football players right now.
1: <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> oh, do, wow. do you yeah, I know I had to get it in there. Do you think that like you're going to see the Broncos in, like, big dime? Because if you can keep Jewel or Johnson or this kid from Wake Forest who looked really, really fluid and long yeah, the this other day, is yeah. yeah, he looked really good. I, I liked how rangy he was. And I, he was hurt last year. They drafted a couple of safeties as well. I love that kid from Indiana. He's a ball hawk, and he's real yeah. downhill and nasty and Johnson, in a hurry. Yeah. I like that kid. Do you think that there's a way you could see, like, I know Jackson's not the biggest dude, but he's a great tackler. Could he be in the box? And, like, could Sertan be the guy that is out there mugging up kelsey and 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 wow. you know the 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 great the the tight ends uh who's the kid and I can't remember his name the guy in oh Oklahoma. darren waller uh, waller in, in vegas darren waller's elite yeah. they got dudes all over the place so i just look at the matchups and i'm like can the safeties and corners translate to the box and and make some plays there too and then you've got all these guys on the field at once so usually where they'd be vulnerable in the run game, I think it may be a positive because so many of them are versed in tackling.
1: Yeah. Well, I think uh, Pastor Tan lined up against uh, Darren Waller, um, Travis Kelsey, uh, other elite tight ends across the league. We're going to face one every every single week. So, uh, so you like that? Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I, love, I love it. it, too. Cause, cause, I love it. He's got to be on the field somewhere. If he's not oh, he there, he's going to be. He's he going to play. He's going to be out there covering somebody, if, uh, covering the receiver. But he's not going to be on the bench. I can tell you that.
0: <laughs> he, he, he's way too talented to be on the bench. So, okay, so if Fuller's an outside corner and Darby's an outside corner and is an outside corner, you know, people try and verse this, like, outside corner thing, I, I look at it. Look, I, I'm not saying I was a good player or anything, but I did a lot of different stuff. I played defense and offense and special teams and tried to contribute many different ways. Right. So Tan can play the nickel. He can play the tight end. He can play both outside corners. I bet you if you put him back there and wanted him to play safety, he could. Play safety. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter where these guys are right now, or is it just the, the importance of having the right 11 on the field rather than just position players? I
1: think you're right. I think it's the, the right 11 and guys who know all of the adjustments. Uh, now, certainly you can't put a a guy who like a, a Michael OJ Moody, no, uh,
0: a guy who
1: is a more of a long range guy, long strider to put him in the slot. You'd be doing yourself a disservice because right. he's more of a guy who you want to put up on a big receiver like Cortland Sutton or. Uh, Tim Patrick and and let him you know battle with those right receivers on the line of scrimmage. Sometimes receivers will win, sometimes the corner will win, but that's how you slow those outside guys down, but you don't want to put him in the slot. So you do got to, you know, make sure as you just not throwing guys on the field in random right. places. Uh, and, you know, Kareem Jackson, he played slot corner. He has the quickness to to do some of that. I'm not sure as he's getting older, he may not want to do that anymore, especially with the, the, the speed that we have, uh, with the other uh, corners that can play that position, uh, uh, and you know, we also got the rookie uh, Kerry Vincent out of LSU, who's a great slot corner. I'm looking forward to seeing him, uh, you know, grow and develop over the over the the, the coming years. How many um,
0: how many secondary players are they keeping, Steve? I mean, uh, man, many, I don't how many can they keep? I know you can have unlimited practice squad players, but good football players. They're gonna get picked up off right. of the practice squad by somebody. I mean, they're not right. just gonna stick around not to play. I mean, you can't and get 12.
1: In addition to that, you got you got a great roster. That means people are available for trades for building your team even more next year, you know, right. getting more draft picks for for next year's draft. And, you know, I gotta say, man, they they knocked it out of the out of the park this year with uh with, with the acquisitions in the offseason and um you know, whether it be free agents or uh, in the draft, the whole nine, they just, they, 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 they hit a home run,
0: man. So you, you like what George Payton has done so far when he's coming. Oh, I, I think him. it's been awesome. He's been super aggressive. It, and, and so then, so let's stay on that trail there. I love the Sertan pick. I love the, the big lineman that they, the Quinn miners pick. I think oh, he's going to yeah. develop into a hell of a player, but they, they activated Brandon Browning today and, and, or yesterday, one of the two off PUP and, He is a, I watched him play at Ohio state last year and the year before. And he is a, he is a hoss in the middle of that. So, I mean, look, man, I I know I'm a Bronco fan and I'm not trying to be blinded (laughs) by orange and blue here, but the talent on this team and the depth is real, Steve. And I, I mean, we, do they need to start trading guys now? So they don't just cut them and get nothing for them.
1: Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question, but it's like we really haven't seen the guys go live and, uh, you know, do you really know enough about the players to let them go at this point, you know, or to 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 because they may be better than some of the guys that we right. have, you know, so I, I want to see some real action and then maybe, you know, early in the season, uh, you know, we may have to make some changes like that, but um, Yeah, this this roster is deep, man. It's 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 crazy. That's that's how it was when we won the Super Bowls. Though I got I got to say, man, I looked across the locker room. I was like, man, we got him. We got Neil. Smith. Players we got everywhere. Truck and trailer. We got Harold Hasselbeck. We got all these guys, man. And on the offense, man, Eddie Mack, Shannon Sharp, TD. Like we, we're loaded, and that does something for your confidence too. Knowing, hey, man, we, we if we just go out and play solid football, not make a bunch of mistakes the eyes are we're going to win we're
0: going to win and I I was talking about that on the show here before you came on uh, the great Steve Atwater joining us here on episode 122 McChesney Unchained talking about just the consistency not turning the ball over and how good this team could be and you just compared them to the depth that was there when you guys won your back-to-back Super Bowls yeah and and Steve I mean that kind of that gets me super excited right now bro so we're (laughs) gonna go straight to the quarterbacks I thought both of them played phenomenally in the Minnesota game. I did. I loved how aggressive Schumer was. He's taking big shots. They put up points. But devil's advocate. They're playing the twos. There's no starters on the field for Minnesota. Yeah. It's a dress rehearsal practice. They played twos.
1: We we played a lot of our twos. We played a lot of twos as well. I
0: agree. I agree. But the elite offensive players for the Broncos were on the field. Right. And playing against guys who aren't starters in the league yet. I'm not saying they won't be, but they're not yet. Right. So I'm trying to take it with a grain of salt, not just be the overly excited guy.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah.
0: Bridgewater was seven for eight, looked good. Locke was excellent, obviously, with the with the multiple touchdown passes, no interceptions. I think he's probably the starter, but where are you leaning here on the quarterback? Because I'm telling you, if that man, whoever it is, can figure out a way not to turn the ball over, but that's play, it. play with the lead and just hand off to Gordon and Williams and all these other dudes in the backfield. The Broncos are going to be a very, very, very good football team. Give me your thoughts.
1: I'm like, Von Miller, toss a coin. He could play quarterback right now. You know, when, because one like of the problems the last year, I thought was pressure up the middle. Like soon as he snaps the ball, Drew Lock running for his life.
0: Yeah, and it was a problem. I agree. He,
1: right, right. And Lloyd Cushenberry, you know, that's to be expected from a rookie player. He went home. He's gotten stronger. He's got maybe even bigger. And he's a smart guy. already. He already had the smarts down. Just he wasn't as physical last year to handle some of those nose tackles. Man, I think he's ready now, man. He, he, look, he looks strong. He looks big. And I think he's ready to go. Um, and I think that's going to be a big, a huge difference. And we know last year, Don Rising he didn't play as well. Graham Glasgow, they, they both didn't play as well as they can play. But I, I think with Lloyd Cushenberry bringing rise rising his game up, man, the, those three interior guys, I think, are going to be the most important part of this offensive uh, this offensive system and this, this offense. And if they can hold it down, man, we're, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I'm right. going to say that. They still got to well, make it good decisions. It decision. matters. It still matters. You got to make a good decisions. But, obviously. you know, for, 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 for me um, – if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't just make it obvious that he he he's the better quarterback, you got to go with Drew Locke because he he's got comfort in the system. He's the younger guy. You got to do it. He's now if Teddy Bridgewater just lights out, he's just way ahead of, of Drew Locke. Then you you gotta you gotta play your best guy because you know you gotta win. You know, fans wanna win, coaches wanna win, guys on the on the roster who are older. Nobody wants to lose, man.
0: Yeah. There, there's no developing anymore here in Denver. There's, you know, everybody's Vic needs to win to keep his job. They haven't won in September. So I think that streak ends, obviously, I think they'll, they'll be a two and one football team after their first three at the worst. Um, So, so look, you, you bring up the fact that, you know, the, the offensive line is a very important part of this unit. And obviously it is. They have great skill players. I love their, I love the tight end room. They've got receivers falling out of the rafters. So, so all that said, are you looking for Pat Schumer to be more conservative? Schumer, Schumer or Schumer? Are you Schumer? Schumer, sorry, I'm terrible with names. You ask anybody Schumer. down here at DMVR, I can't even pronounce my come own on, name. Come
1: on, come on. McCheston. you got it. I'm
0: sorry, but it's still. Um, with the, with the, the dis- distribution in the NFL these days, around 60-40 pass to run, would, would you like to see it more 50-50? I mean, I know that's a lot of running the football, but They got the horses to do it and to support great quarterback play with heavy play action. You got to pipe the ball. So, I mean, Denver, I feel like Denver set up to play with the lead and, and hammer people and then just let the dogs loose on defense. Is is that the best way for Denver to win this year, Steve?
1: Bro, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, if you can be effective at running the ball, if your offensive linemen are bought in to, you know, Hey, we got, we got to go to the whistle, we got to block guys downfield. After we get done blocking our guy, if we get him, we got to go block somebody go else. find somebody, yeah. Go find somebody else, man. Don't stop until the whistle is blown. Man, because I used to, as a defensive player, I used to hate offenses that were like that, where yep. the offensive lineman they block somebody, and then they come off the block, and they're blocking me. I'm like, dang, bro. They make it so difficult for us.
0: <laughs> like playing against five Kevin Gogans all the time. It's like, yeah. get away from
1: me, man. Hell. Yeah, man. I can't get off of you. You got any hold? You know, they... <laughs> pushing you like man, i can't i'm done once you get in their grass you're done yeah but yeah if truth. we can run the ball and, and establish that run game and and that, that takes all the pressure off of the quarterback because now all of your play action passes are working the linebackers biting up safety's biting up and now the deep ball drew like Drew, Locke, drew Locke loves the deep ball he was just dropping wide the other day
0: too Ooh, oh, right they, in the bread they, basket boy
1: all
0: right so so look we'll we'll, we'll uh We'll, we'll move forward here with with Denver. The this I like the the schedule. I think there's some really quality games on the schedule. Obviously, opening up in New York the Giant. that's going to be a tough game And 9-11. They're going to be better than they have been. Danny Dimes has got to play well. The Jacksonville the Jet game, great. I figure they'll be 3 and 0, 2 and 1 at the end of that three-game stretch going into October. When we get into the meat of the schedule and you're playing you know, the Raiders twice, the Chargers twice, and then Kansas City, who we we haven't beaten in a while.
1: Oh, are yeah.
0: we are we finally at the the point here where we are from a from a talent standpoint? I look at Kansas City's roster and I look at Denver's roster and I say, Denver's roster is better than Kansas City's roster, with the exception of the quarterback position. So <laughs> is, the, home. Yeah. is <laughs> this the is this the year that they can finally figure out a way to steal one of those games from Kansas City? Because that that's what's gonna be, in my opinion, one of the Keys to them being a, 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 a playoff team.
1: Well, um, division games are always pretty tough. You know, we 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 played them closely last year, and I think one of the games.
0: Yeah, well, um, the, the game in Kansas City, they had a chance to win.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I think we definitely will have an opportunity to do that, and it, it's going to be a big, a big tale because one, we got to play great on defense. But then, two Kansas City also has a good defense too. I mean, yeah, Honey good. Badger, Chris Jones, them guys, man, they they got they got a good defense as well. So the offense is gonna have to step up and 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 contribute and make. And not saying they didn't contribute last year, but they got they got to put some points on the board. You, you could probably put thirty up on the Chiefs to, to win.
0: Well, I'm really excited about that, to say the least. You know, I love the schedule. The division we're in is pretty stacked. Herbert's a great player. The Raiders. We'll see what kind of team they built out in 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 the desert. Uh, but we'll keep it on Kansas City, and we're gonna I, I would take it in the wayback machine when I was a kid, and and the <laughs> uh, the hit on Christian Okoye. And I just wanted to get your, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, straight from the Broncos' mouth here, Steve Atwater. Just what did that what did that feel like when you flattened a guy who was at the time considered the best power back in football for your division rival. And you probably get a flag for taunting this these days, uh, because they're doing that to everybody, but like the, the way you hit him, the contact, the fact that he went back as far as he did, just talk about that play a little bit. Cause that, in my opinion, that's other than the, the two plays in the Super Bowl where you the strip sack on Brett Favre, and then when you knocked out Robert Brooks and Jimmy Spencer at the same time <laughs> and yourself
1: <laughs> no, and, and, and myself, yeah those, my, yeah, those are my
0: favorite three Steve Outwater plays of all time. So just, just uh, talk about the Akoye hit here for the listeners at Unchained Nation here.
1: Yeah. Well, um, you know, leading up to the game, Jim Sakamano, he had been asking me, Steve, Hey, we want the NFL. They want to mic you up for the game. And I'm like against the chiefs with Christian Okoye? Are you sure? So it wasn't like I was going into the game, like, yeah, just mic me up. I'm good. You know, I, I can handle, it. I'm gonna tackle Christian Lacroix eh? You know, hey, you know <laughs> the night Nigerian nightmare, anybody who has a name like that, hey man, you you gotta think he twice lost, about it before stepping in front yeah. of them. So um, but I remember being in meetings with Dennis and you know, Dennis just telling me, hey man, you know, we got we we, we can't go low. We gotta we gotta stay up high on them and uh you know just bring it. And I was like, damn, are you sure? Are you you sure, (laughs) D? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then the opportunity just opened up, man. I just, you know, everything came back to me, man. Just stay up, just run, just, you know, lower the shoulder. And it it just worked out, man. Worked out great. And, um, you know, and I've been fortunate against Christian. I got, I I don't recall the time when he like, has trucked me, you know, and just, and I've, I've had other guys, but fortunately, with Christian, and we didn't play against each other a ton of time. We played twice a year, obviously, but you know his career. I, I think I got we we, we played a more near the end of his career. It was kind of the beginning of my career. Um, so yeah, man, that, that was uh, that, that was a crazy deal. It, it was it was it was it was fun. And again, I'm, I'm happy that I was on the winning end of that one because man, I would have never won that one down. Like man, who what happened to you when you stepped in front? <laughs> it was a nightmare literally but yeah, but, uh,
0: but but like i mean you were you essentially I, retired him at that point i mean you didn't hear a whole lot about krishna quay after two seven got in the way so yeah well he,
1: yeah i think he has some other stuff going on the, the reason why he retired and everything I, I certainly didn't do that uh but you know i always say i i respect the man you know what i'm saying i mean and, and to have to deal with that now you know 20-something years, 30, 30 years? Yeah, 30, 30 years, years after that, hap- that happened. You know, he shouldn't have to deal with that, you know. All right,
0: that's still fun uh. to talk about. Uh, all <laughs> right, so so then let's go full circle. Who gave you the most problems back in the day? I, I remember, he, like, Bo Jackson was with the Raiders at that oh, point. Oh, man, he was, Bo, ja- he cost- Bo Jackson. So talk about playing a guy like Bo Jackson in the backfield,
1: Steve. Oh, bro. He was so fast, so it's like he could beat you any way because, one, he could run around you. But if you went up and just said, all right, I'm just going to meet him in the hole, he can run you over too. He can he could do it all, man. Uh, well, he he was he the most
0: physically gifted football player you've ever seen? Because he might be the best athlete I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, most definitely. Especially in his heyday, man. He was unbelievable. Especially. Uh, the speed, it, it just, it, it amazed me, man. His, his speed and, you know, the tenacity with which he, he played. Uh, and I remember to play when, who was that, uh, Brian Bosworth. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. on the oh, line. oh, man. Hang on. Hang on, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But that just goes to show, man, what, what kind of athlete Bo, Bo Jackson was. Uh, and I hate that his career. I mean, I was kind of, I can say I was happy, but you know, I hate his career ended when it did just because yeah,
0: it, it was a bummer. You know, the way, the way that it did happen. Yeah, he,
1: about he, that. <laughs> he's an amazing athlete. Just the- so he gave me problems. The guy from the chargers, um, that on it. Uh Natron. No, well, Natron did later. Yeah. He he Played came later on. Yeah, he was with Jacksonville, though. actually. Uh Marion Butts.
0: Marion Butts. Guy. He was man. a big back.
1: Big back. <laughs> yes, man. I remember just hey, if we went on the field. I right, we get a couple of these Tyler dolls because uh we're about to go head to head. We're it's about to have shoulders back. up. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine what the what the fighters go through there back in the dressing room. And they get down warming Ooh. up. And they're like, all right, give me a couple of these title down. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Advil, stats. Advil, whatever. Yeah.
0: I love it, man. The great Steve Atwater joining us here on episode 122 of McChesney Unchained. Uh just inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh it, well, it was two years ago, but it, the induction ceremony happened this year because of COVID. And you you're inducted with, with another huge hitter in John Lynch. And oh, in my yeah, opinion, yeah. a guy who changed the quarterback position, and one of the all-time greats in Peyton Manning. And that that picture of, of you guys in your your jackets. Oh, that, that's cool, man. Bro, that's it, one it, like, pictures, it, it brought a tear to my eye, bro. Because yeah. I'm such a I grew up such a huge Bronco fan. And you know, watching you and guys like Big Al, he's my favorite player ever from C U. And oh, yeah. it, it, it's so cool to see the guys that I grew up watching. Uh, you know, finally getting their due because as of like before john went into the hall there were only like two broncos in the hall of fame right and now there's like what is there 10 or 11 yeah. yeah when, when john yeah. went before john went in there weren't a lot of right now right in the hall it was a very thin pick like very thin group and off the top of my head now you've got zimmerman td yourself john Lance, shannon sharp Peyton, mr boland uh uh, little little exactly so now like finally the broncos are getting their due uh last question here for you you know with with you going into the hall and i i know this is a hard question to answer because there's so many guys who maybe should be hall of famers but let me ask this let me rephrase how long before rod smith is in the hall of fame
1: that's what i don't know man because that man man, he's He's deserving he's got to be the next
0: guy on the list right Remy I mean, Gratishaw, you know, there's so there's so, there's know, so like, many
1: guys, but, you know, me having played with Rod, and I know Rod just as a, as a person, man, you know, Rod, he would never toot his own horn. But, man, Rod is so deserving, and his journey is, I think that's what the NFL is all about. 100% you know.
0: being undrafted, yeah. coming from where he came from, and practice squad, and, I mean, the, the coolest thing about my time with the Broncos, other than being able to play for my hometown team and ending my career there was – in the training or in the weight room, there was a plaque that said uh-huh. Rod Smith never missed a workout. And it's like right. workout cards in his entire career. He never missed never. a workout
1: day. Never.
0: That, that's Hall of Fame worthy in its own right there. That's amazing.
1: You know, he's gotten up days where his head was hurting, his back was hurting, his ankle yeah, ain't was Yeah, he went to work. Yeah, guess what? He's getting up. That alarm clock, man, I'm going into work and putting it in, man, and giving it all he had too. And so, so
0: how much better did it make you playing against those guys every day in practice? Because, I mean, you, we talk about how good this team is now down at UC Health Training Center. They're just getting better and better and better, feeding off each other every day. I yeah, felt that's, like that's what yeah. you guys did every day in practice, just going at it. And Shanahan, like, okay, we got to play the team this weekend, guys. Everybody yes.
1: back up. And that's, how, that's why we were so confident, though, man, because we – we saw the players that we, that we brought in and then we practiced against those guys. And then our work ethic was just amazing, man. We we wouldn't let anybody slack off, you know, somebody trying to loaf on on, on sprints or, you know, loaf on the play oh, No, you're getting called out. You're not, we're not having that. You know, John will call you out. I will call you out. You know, Alfred, Shaw, anybody will call you out. But that's, just, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, ha- we didn't accept it, man. And guys, a lot of guys, you didn't have to say anything. Guys would just buy in, they, they, they get there, and they just start full speed man and that, that was just our norm that's the only thing we knew and it and it was so fun man it, it was so we had so much fun
0: so another guy obviously I forgot to bring up when we're talking about Russ Smith is Mike Shanahan so now you know you've so, got you got a lot of coaches in the Hall of Fame who Jimmy Johnson goes in he's got two rings the the list of coaches who went back to back and have two rings isn't very big and obviously Mike's on that list so just Talk about last question here. I, I know I always said that, but truly the last question. Talk about playing for a man like Mike Shanahan and just how much he helped you at the end of your career, uh, obtain the two Super Bowls and play at the high level like you did because that those were two you know veteran football teams. You guys had oh, yeah. you know, older players on it that were in the prime of their career, but also at the end. So just talk about Shanahan and, and how much he helped you guys.
1: Yeah, well, first off, I, like I was blessed to have gone to a Super Bowl my rookie year. And then, what was that, eight years later, go back again, whole different coaching staff, different, you know, for the most part. Right. Uh, most of the team was different just because, you know, over the years, you know. Uh, the attrition level, player, 30% yes.
0: turnover and whatnot.
1: So I, I was blessed to be with the same team and then to be able to go to the Super Bowl again and then to be able to experience it on the winning side. And, you know, Mike, I don't know, man, he just he's just – brought the right mindset um he put enough fear in us but he didn't quote but he but he was also super fun you know um we we had a tremendous amount of respect for him and the only thing we had to do was just come play football just come and be great at football we're gonna take care of the rest you know you're gonna we're gonna stay at a nice hotel we, bro we said the nicest hotels the food was amazing all the stuff that you know you wouldn't think it's important, but is, when I look back on it, it, I think those made those made a difference because we felt we felt like we were special, you know, and you know, we, we just we just left it on the field and, and uh for it to be as fun as it was, that, that was the most, I guess, shocking thing about it is that we had that much fun and we played at the level that we played at. Because you think that you know, guys having a ton of fun that you know it's got to be serious, and you know, I mean, we were we, we had times when we were serious, but for the most part, come on, we can't be too serious. Oh, yeah,
0: 100%.
1: <laughs> we're the sharp down for Williams on the team, man. You're gonna have some, it's gonna oh, be some funny moments. Keep burns, oh, 100%. Man.
0: And when everybody's out there, John, too, I mean, that's like the all time uh, uh, talking group right there. You guys, should yeah, just have to boy. get it in. <laughs> uh, the great Steve Atwater, thank you so much, brother, for coming on the show and spending some of your time here on Tuesday afternoon uh, with myself here and on McChesney Unchained here at DMVR. Uh, s- s- just I, my tip of the cap and a huge congratulations to you on your Hall of Fame induction. You and your family and and uh, Steve, uh, bro, you're you're truly one of the great guys in the business. You you always take your time to to give back and. Uh, it's just it's awesome to to be your friend and, and to 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 see your journey uh finally culminate in, in Canton yeah. where you where you belong. So
1: forever immortalized two seven. We've always hit it off, man. I appreciate you, man. And uh, you know, I love how you grind it, man. You get you're getting it done, man. Guy, I, always man. always getting busy, man. I, I respect okay. that, man. I appreciate you, bro. Love you, Steve. Take it easy,
0: brother. And uh, we definitely will see a lot of each other this fall. And go Broncos. Yes, sir. Love you too man. Take it later, baby. Better, brother great steve atwater joins us here episode 122 mcchesney unchained what an amazing uh amazing interview with steve that's just the that's the the kind of stuff you can only get here on dnvr and and mcchesney Unchained. um so as as we continue here on the show um I, i just wanted to take this time before we get off the off the uh the air here on episode 122 Uh, to talk about our good friends at DraftKings. Everybody knows that it's a favorite time of year here uh, to celebrate with DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, And if you're looking to uh, make some money betting this year and have some fun with sports betting, Uh, DraftKings is the place to do it. Remember to use the promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Uh, college football is about to kick off as well. Take advantage of this limited time offer right now. You all you have to do is head to DraftKings, and they're going to give you a chance to make $200 on one free bet in, in credits, and they'll send it right to your account. It's very reliable on any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNBR and check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. It's located right here in the U.S. Like I said, you're going to be able to draw your funds and get your money at your convenience, assuming you win, of course. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNBR to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any uh, college football games this weekend or this upcoming season. Like I said, the promo code is DNBR. Get $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21s or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And we roll. McChesney Unchained is a wrap. That was 122. Big thanks to Steve Atwater and everybody uh, out there for listening uh 123 is going to be awesome next week we have uh my former teammate rob nikovich who you see on espn is, as much as humanly as possible uh that we played together in miami he's going to be our guest next week talk about the nfl as a whole uh and you know playing with tom brady and so many other things so nikovich joins us next week on episode 123 mcchesney unchained what an amazing episode 122 was thank you to the great steve atwater and go
1: broncos